Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Not much to talk about today, so we've decided to play smooth jazz for the next hour and 25 minutes. I know. Uh, it's blockbuster day news-wise, and joining me to talk about it is Fred Jackson. Good morning. Good to be with you Chris on Woodward, this day. Good morning. Studio, and Brother Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Raising Kansas City. The Kansas side, and that's right. We're in Tupelo, and it's undivided. <laughs> where there is something called East Tupelo, mm-hmm. where a fellow named Elvis was, yeah, born. Um, all right, so let's talk about today. Uh, obviously, the uh, big news, Chris, is uh, what happened yesterday afternoon in. Uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this has been referred to everything from a raid to a search to a seizure, depending on the news outlet, but it does involve the uh, large law enforcement's um, presence there at Trump's Mar a Lago property there uh, in Florida. And, um, you know, the news broke a lot naturally. Uh, everybody was uh, covering it last night, trying to get to the bottom of what they were after, why they were at Trump's house, things like that. Uh, and Steve found this uh, today, so I wanted to share it. This is from the Washington Post, uh, and I've posted it on my own f- uh, personal Facebook page. I'll do it here on the Today's Issues feed in a second. Uh, but according to the Washington Post today, uh, descriptions of the items that were improperly taken to Mar-a-Lago by Trump include, get this, guys, a cocktail napkin, a phone list, charts, slide decks, letters, memos, maps, talking points, a birthday dinner, a birthday dinner, birthday dinner menu schedules, and more. Okay, so what you're talking about, obviously, is the FBI mm-hmm. yesterday went into raided basically President Trump's residence, private residence. Yes. Is Mar-a-Lago a community or is it a town or both? Do you know? It is a club. I know that okay. for a fact because it's Mar-a-Lago Club. Mar-a-Lago. Is what it's and so, Fred, uh, FBI went in there, mm-hmm. look and see, taking boxes of 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 whatever's in the boxes. Uh, now, I don't know exactly why they went in there. Who knows yet? Well, according to reports, the National Archives and Records Administration. Uh, believes that the former president is in possession of what they call classified material. And so they go to the Justice Department, and apparently the Justice Department sent in the FBI agents early yesterday morning for what could be, as Chris just outlined, supposedly classified information, uh, menus and napkins Mm -hmm. and things like that. A birthday dinner menu. Okay, that's that's. That sounds humorous, uh, but a a judge would not approve a search warrant for that, napkins and maps. Okay, and I don't think the Attorney General of the United States uh, sounds like I'm defending this. I'm not. Don't misunderstand me. But Ray, this is a uh, this would have 
This would have been at least something allegedly serious, right? Right. They had to make some kind of case in order to get a judge, even even a Democrat left-leaning judge. They'd have to have something more than a birthday menu, more than talking points. They had to at least make an alleged case, or else why would Merrick Garland sign off on it? Is it political? Transparently political? Because correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but this— there has never been anything like this mm-hmm. done to a former president in American history. Well, oh. that, my wife said they better find a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Uh, a president can declassify whatever information he wants before he leaves office. He can just simply declassify right. it. Here's the thing, though, and, and this is why there is such widespread skepticism, concern, whatever you want to call it, about this raid this morning. This appears to follow a pattern now of a corrupted Justice Department. You got to go back to the days under the former president, Barack Obama. Who was his secretary of state? Hillary Clinton. We found out that she had her a server when she was a, a, a secretary of state. She had a server at her house with all kinds of State business. Talk about classified information. She had a computer at her house. And what did the FBI uh, conclude when they investigated quotation marks? She didn't intend to do anything wrong, and they let her go. That's what no. That's what James Comey said. That's at what that James Comey infamous. Ad, yeah, she, uh, yeah. She, she. You know, did she say? Oh, uh, sorry, guys. It's worse than that, Fred. She erased. Remember, she bleached. Yes. Uh, 30,000 plus emails. In other words, she got to, quote, clean up her emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, folks, it, it, emails sound innocent. What we're talking about is she is the Secretary of State of the United States. She's supposed to be subject to some kind of oversight. Instead, she intentionally decided to uh, get around oversight by having a Internet server in her bathroom. Yes. At her private residence, yes, or her laundry room, or wherever they put it, so that she could avoid, uh, well, she could avoid, uh, as I say, congressional oversight, for example. Mm-hmm. So, when we're, we're making a comparison here, okay, yes. when you say the many people think the Justice Department, the FBI is corrupt, well, somebody might say, well, for example, <laughs> well, we're giving you for an example here. Yes, remember Ray. When, when this all came to light, the FBI uh, sent a couple of agents, Strzok and what was the other, what was his girlfriend's name? Lisa uh, Page. Page. They had a romantic relationship. That's why right. I call him his girlfriend, she, although she's not 17. I mean, they were both professional FBI agents. Uh, but but the, the point was James Comey, uh, assigned them to investigate Hillary Clinton and what I just described that she did. And they didn't even put her under oath. <laughs> they didn't even put it, went to her home in Washington, D.C., one of her homes, and didn't he, interviewed her and didn't even put her under oath. And then Look, Comey, that, and then Comey says yeah. she didn't mean to. Go ahead. The, the, the whole thing, Tim, was a charade. It was obvious a charade. It was obvious the FBI was not looking 
to do anything about what Hillary Clinton did. Remember, they, they asked her, you know, don't you know what you know what it means to wipe a hard drive? And she said, oh, you mean get a get a towel and wipe off the cover of it as right. if the rest of us were just total right. morons. OK, so that's the way the FBI treated that with they went through the motions to make it clear they weren't going to do anything about it. I mean, isn't one of the obvious questions to ask here what would have happened? If this had happened under Donald Trump when he was president and they had raided the office of Barack Obama, what what would what sort of explosion would there have been in the mainstream media if that had happened? Of course. But but you got to. Yeah, you know, that's the Hillary Clinton story. But let's let's go to Hillary Clinton. Part two story that's related to this. President Trump, Donald Trump gets elected president 2016. Immediately, it's Russian collusion time. Two years, millions of dollars, and what do we find out? It was the Hillary Clinton campaign that provided the information to the FBI, which the FBI then lied to the FISA court, lied to the FISA court about where they got the information. So there's a pattern here. There's a pattern. It's called deep state. Yes. There's a pattern of a corrupted justice system that's continuing today. Right. They went after they were after President Trump on on nothing, nothing for two years. Uh, Mueller had an unlimited budget, and he also had a team of Clinton supporting lawyers. Yes, and all they could do was get Roger Stone and what was Manafort's first name, Paul, Paul, on a couple yeah. of side issues that had nothing to do with Russia collusion. It was like tax evasion or something like that. So, yeah, so there is – this is the this is why people uh, are more than skeptical when something like this happened yesterday, um, which hmm. uh, it, it, it's – President Trump said it's political persecution. I, I agree with him, at least on the – as I say, I guess you should wait and see what, what they're – if they – what they claim they're looking for is significant. I, I don't. I can't think of what it might be unless it's something related to January sixth, maybe that they're looking for. Although, can you go, Ray? Can you just go? You gotta. I mean, this is this is amping up the uh, intensity, the political intensity to a level un- unforeseen in our country. At least I can remember. Oh, look, you, you, I've been seeing comments this morning, people saying, and I understand this, I was for Trump yesterday, or maybe I was undecided about right. Trump, and now I'm 10 times more for Donald Trump. I know. This is, this is go- I really believe, unless they find that, quote, dead body, right, we, we got to wait and see, but unless that happens, frankly, which I doubt they're going to find anything, this is going to blow up. And blow yeah. up in their faces. Another thing is, I was thinking to myself, President Trump is not a dumb man, nor are his lawyers. Who's going to hide some kind of bombshell evidence in a cardboard box? Right. In the, under the bed. Under the bed <laughs> at Mar-a-Lago, hoping nobody ever discovers it. You would have gotten right. rid of that a long time ago if it had any kind of right. criminal connectivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. am I, I mean, is that what everybody else is thinking? The oh, only sure. person I can think of that would do something perhaps <laughs> that stupid would be Hunter Biden and his laptop. 
Well, that's a whole other thing uh, is <laughs> anyway, it, it, listen, it, this is all skewed one way. Mm-hmm. No, name me the last Republican supporter or connected to a Republican to a re- Demo- excuse me, a Democrat supporter or a Democrat, somebody connected to the Democrats at a high level whose home has been raided uh, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Peter Navarro, the uh, advisor, see, lawyer to, to President Trump, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On Fox News a lot. He Wasn't he the one arrested at the Nashville airport? I think, yeah. if you remember that a yeah. few weeks ago? Uh, uh, look that up, Chris. I'm, I'm doing it. Anyway, I, it was either him or... You are correct. I am correct. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say you're correct, sir. You are correct, <laughs> Mr. President. Okay. So he was he was arrested, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he had told the FBI, uh, if you need... This is what I understand. Uh, I live right down the street from the FBI. I'll be glad to come in. Yes. But instead, it had to be a big show yeah. at the airport in Nashville where they arrested him. But you just mentioned Stone, uh, Mr. Stone. Oh, yeah, they went in. He, they arrive at his house in Florida. Yeah. It, you know, like early morning, and CNN just happened to be there to right, catch all this right. with guns drawn. The man comes to the door in his pajamas and says, what, what's going on? Yeah, this is why, if you, to me, an, a, an objective observer would say, would look at all these things we've just described and say, this is completely one-sided. They're out to get President Trump. Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, we'll see where this goes. But <laughs> as we've said a couple of times, they better find something extremely serious and they better announce it. Mm-hmm. They, they, better, they better do a press conference today. Mm-hmm. Right. Seems to me, Ray, telling us what they're looking for because they've got it now. they got all the boxes. So tell us what tell it us is that's in, in the, yeah. that's in those boxes. That's what so was so serious. dangerous about that birthday menu, right? Let me just remind you, if you haven't seen the visuals, folks, this is terrifying to me mm-hmm. because you have FBI agents with heavy, heavy weaponry camped out in front of President Trump's home, his private residence. In Florida, uh, this is like something you see in, you know, in a movie or something. I, yeah, uh, it's it's just I say terrifying to see those images. Is uh, and President Trump, you know, was in New York. Mm-hmm. I think I think his son, one of his sons, Eric, had to call him and tell him what's going on. They busted a safe open. Yeah, yeah his personal safe. There was nothing in there. Um, anyway, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, USA Today reported this morning that the FBI notified the Secret Service in advance. So imagine that awkward well, they had, conversation. They had to do that. They had to do that because a form, any former president has yeah. Secret, Secret has Service detail. detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have that clip from Victor? I do, yes. Hansen. I can set it up I for was you. watching Laurie Ingram last night. Mm-hmm. And Victor, is it Victor David Hansen? Victor that- Davis. 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 Mm-hmm. Of the Hoover a brilliant man. Uh, I always lo- enjoy hearing his comments, whether he's on mm-hmm. uh, Laurie Ingram or another show. And I thought he he was very poignant. Yes. Uh, and I wanted our listeners to hear what he had to say. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Victor Davis Hansen again of the Hoover Institution uh, talking about a history of corruption at the top of the FBI. Clip five. All you have to do is look at the prior four FBI directors, Laura, and they're the narrative. I mean, Christopher Ray 
evaded every question uh, to the Senate, and then he took off on a private FBI luxury jet to his favorite vacation spot in the Ariandocks and said he had to go home. He replaced Andrew McCabe, who lied four times to a federal investigator and concocted or helped concoct that crazy idea of wearing a wire to entrap the President of the United States, who was ahead of Hillary Clinton's email investigation while his wife was running for office and a recipient of a pack related to Clinton money who replaced James Comey who lied or misled or said he couldn't remember 245 times under oath to a House Intelligence Committee. And on and on it goes. That wasn't the exact clip I was looking for, but that was good Mm. right there. So, right, this is kind of, this is dangerous politically too because, uh, there are, there are, uh, and this could lead to a, a, a quote, cold civil war. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, and, and you see people talking about that. Mm-hmm. You see people, yeah. th- this is going to, unless they actually find something, this looks like straight out political persecution of your political enemies, which is what happens in third rate banana republics around the world. And Tim, I mean, it's important what you said. And I want to repeat it because you said it earlier that we got to wait, right? There's, right. We, but but not a week, not right. two no, weeks. I agree. They've got to give some answers. Otherwise, whatever credibility the FBI has left is going to be gone. Director Ray and or well, probably Merrick Garland, the uh, attorney general. general. The, the attorney general is a cabinet level position. We all know that. He oversees the FBI. The FBI is, uh, they, they fall under the purview of the Attorney General. And that is Christopher Ray, right? And in my view, uh, one of the two of them, or both of them, need to do a press conference today, no later than tomorrow, and uh, tell, us what, tell the American public what this is all about. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing more to get. In other words, they've gone in now, they've raided his residence. Mm-hmm. Uh there's no more secrets to be um, kept if, if in fact, President Trump was trying to keep secrets yeah. with these cardboard boxes in his home. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see. But I think they owe the American people that kind of an explanation. Otherwise, things are just going to continue to uh, fester. Go ahead. You know, to your point, um, this is dangerous for the future of the country. Mm-hmm. This is, and I'm not the first to use this phrase, a lot of people think we're becoming a banana republic. In other words, you have tyrants who are at the head of a a government who uh, have their authorities go after their political enemies just because they are political enemies, not because they've done anything wrong. Dan Bongino is a former Secret Service agent. He was on uh, Fox and Friends this morning. Former Secret Service agent, uh, high levels, very respected in his opinion. I want you to listen to what he had to say. Cut four. Well, you woke up in a different United States today. And to all the goons and media hacks and moon bats and lunatics on the left, you better be really careful laughing about this. Because let me tell you something. 
that Lord Acton was correct, that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. All powerful men are inherently bad men. And when you get someone else in charge, now that the precedent is set for lights and sirens and search warrants outside of political opponents' homes for what seem to be basically administrative violations that have never been prosecuted like this in American history, you have set a dangerous precedent. The escalation here, guys, is, 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 is geometric, not arithmetic at this point. It started with Paul Manafort. Then it went on to the lawyers, Michael Cohen. And then it went on to more lawyers, Eastman and, 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 and Jenna Ellis and others. Now it's at the president themselves. Nobody who is an in, inner circle Trump supporter, nobody is safe. Yeah, and do we need to remind people also, guys, that uh, this attorney general, Merrick Garland, is also the guy who, uh, responding to a request from the uh, school board association, started investigating parents showing up out of concern for the curriculum their kids were being taught. The Attorney General of the United States. Yeah. We're going to start investigating parents. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens today, but uh, uh, this is an extremely serious situation for our country. Next story, Chris. Um, well, let's mention this because I think we can uh, get it in and, and continue the conversation here. All of this, this investigation, this raid, this search, comes at a time in which Democrats want to expand the size of the IRS to include thousands of new agents. And there is concern over that, understandably so. One person concerned about it is Stuart Varney. He was on Fox & Friends earlier today saying the IRS will be going after small businesses and middle to low income earners, clip nine. Eighty billion dollars, eighty-seven thousand new agents, that is the weaponization of an institution. What are they gonna do with this power that they're about to acquire, this extra power? Right. I think they're gonna go after middle America, specifically small business. Between in nineteen in twenty twenty one, nine million people earned two hundred thousand to a million dollars. Only forty thousand were audited. Most of those people, many of those people, right. are in small business. The Democrats think sure. that's a conservative group. The IRS will go after small business. There'll be more audits, more penetration of small business, putting them on the block there to, uh, to answer for their earnings. Well, they, yeah. They're going after small business. I will tell you, Stuart Varney is just one example there. I spoke with uh, David Williams, the president of the Taxpayers Protection Alliance, yesterday. Uh, he said pretty much the same thing. It's easier to go after. The government has even said before it's easier to go after the middle to low income earners than it is the really high income earner that has it all socked away in different places. Well, anybody know why Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema caved on this? I think, well, for Joe. This is Bill Back Better, too. Yes. Right, right. It is said that Joe Manchin caved because he got something for the oil and gas industry that affected his state. Okay. That's what they say about her, uh, about him. Now, when Christian, uh, cinema, I'm not sure what that's about. I, didn't think, I think she just didn't want to be the only one. Could be. Uh, she didn't want to be the only one to stop the Democrats from passing. Because it took 50-50 plus Kamala Harris to be able to pass this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh this what do they call this the, the inflation reduction act i have to i have to like tell myself say it with a straight face inflation reduction act it's it's not a done deal it it does it still needs approval in the house but the democrats control the house and they do have the votes it would appear to uh pass this through later this week okay so it's going to reduce inflation that's what uh joe biden it's an act mm -hmm. that's right huh? just like the affordable care act made health care affordable yeah
But really, when you look at what was in there, mm-hmm. in, in this, uh, in what is it called? Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, uh, I would look at the major components of it. I was going, what does this have to do with reducing inflation? Right. Uh, That's nothing. what everybody's saying. Huh? Mm-hmm. Had nothing. They just slapped a name on Bill Back Better. <laughs> yeah. From yeah, last year. A bad bill by another through, name through, is still through, a bad through, bill. Through Mansion and mm-hmm. uh, Cinema, a couple of bones and said, let's roll. Yep. Huh? Yep. All right. We will return after this uh, timeout. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God. And our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. We will visit the shepherd's fields in Bethlehem when we go to Israel in March of 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of our stops along the way in Israel is to go to the shepherd's fields. This is the place where the shepherds were the night that the birth of our Savior was announced in Bethlehem or right around Bethlehem. Now, we don't know if we're looking at the actual uh, hill or not, but we are in the place that is described in the Bible. So it would have been right around where we are when we go to the shepherd's fields. That's just one of the stops on one of the days on our March 2023 trip to Israel. For all the information, go to the website twholyland.com, twholyland.com. Again, this is in March 2023. We hope you'll join us. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, My goal as a teacher is is to impart knowledge and then be able for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. From Port Townsend, Washington, comes word of a controversy at the YMCA. Julie Jamin has been exercising at the Y for the past 40 years. The other day, she was taking a shower when she noticed a man in the women's locker room. He was wearing a female swimsuit. Mrs. Jamin demanded that he leave, but it turned out the man was a YMCA staffer, and he identified as she. YMCA management said the transgender man had a right to be in the locker room. Then they dropped the bombshell. They told the 80-year-old grandmother that that she had discriminated against the YMCA staffer. She was ordered to leave and never come back. They also threatened to call the police, accusing her of a hate crime. Instead, Mrs. Jamin called the police and reported the man in the ladies' locker room. Say what you will, but these days, there's nothing Christian about the YMCA. By the way, my new book, a bestseller, our daily biscuit, Devotions with the Draw, you can get a copy at ToddSterns.com. He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness 
and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. Colossians 1.13 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. By the way, our March tour of Israel, I think we got 20 seats left. So, wow. Uh, so we are, that, that would be a hundred if we're not unable to add any more. But, uh, so if you want to go with us to the Holy Land in March, you better check it out now and get signed up pretty soon. Uh, so I think, hey, what did I say? We're at 80 something. We're closing mm-hmm. in on 80 mm-hmm. people that have signed up to go. So if you want to check that out, go to twholyland.com, twholyland.com. That's our annual trip to Israel, and it's in March 2023. And we would love for you to come with us if you've been wanting to go see the Holy Land, twholyland.com. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward, and Ray Pritchard. And we thank you for joining us uh, on the program today. Now joining us is Sandy Rios. Sandy's going to join us in just a minute. Uh, You got a poem or something, Fred? Well, I want to remind folks of our Truth for Youth campaign. Yes, our Truth for Youth campaign, our annual campaign, been going on for 22 years, uh, started uh, for this version yesterday. And, uh, you know, behind all of this is get the Bible in the hands of unsaved kids in our nation's schools. That's that's the bottom line in this campaign. So uh, basically what is this? You call this number, 800-733-4737. 800-733-4737 between 8.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Central each day. And here's what happens. You request one Bible. If you've got uh, a son or daughter in your family, a, a Christian son or daughter. Or grandchild. Or grandchild. you They'll send you a Bible, and you can give that to your child, and they can take it to give it to an unsaved, unsaved friend. Now, I think the and goal— It's already paid for. Already paid for. So I think the goal is sixty-three. Uh, sixty-three. We usually 000. do between sixty and sixty-three thousand mm-hmm. annually. Is our uh, what we usually do, and yet that's our goal again yeah. this year. Off to a great start yesterday. Six thousand pledges. That is terrific. Uh, now we want to keep this going, folks. So eight hundred seven three three four seven three seven eight hundred seven three three four seven three seven was mentioned yesterday uh, when uh, we launched this that a youth group might want to take this on as a project mm-hmm. because Revival Fire that uh, that runs this program will send you a box. Now, you got to pay, I think it was $2 it's per $2 Bible. It's $2 per Bible. Yeah. Uh, these are they're paperback, obviously. Uh, you mm-hmm. couldn't do a hardback for 2 bucks, But uh, this is, these are great Bibles for uh, the, the youth. It's called Truth for Youth Bibles. You've heard us talk about it with... Uh, Brother Tim Todd here on American Family Radio. But, yeah, if, if you want to order these, just straight up pay for them. Mm-hmm. They are uh, $2 a piece. So you can order 100 I mean, 50 for 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. you got to pay shipping. Uh, but I, I would do that and just give them to your youth group and tell them, challenge them, hey, give this to mm-hmm. 
a, a friend or an acquaintance or somebody in your school who doesn't know Jesus. Yes. And it, it it'll change the word. The word of God never comes back. Yes. Void. Where is that? Where is that Bible verse, Ray? Isaiah fifty-five. What does it say? And my word will not return unto me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. So, when when we give these these Bibles to our high school students, right, junior high students, mm-hmm. and they give it out to their friends, it will accomplish a great purpose for God. So, what a wonderful program! Amen. Tremendous. So. Again, if you have a young person who's willing to give one of these Bibles to an unsaved friend or somebody in their school, then the Bible is free. That's what we're saying, Mm -hmm. okay? One per student. Uh, It can't be unlimited. So, And and there's no strings attached. Nobody's going to sell your information once you call this phone number. there's going to be a hold on if you're interested in a timeshare. <laughs> Nothing like that, okay? This is just straight up. You want one of these or two of these or five of these, just call this phone number right here, and we'll send them to you. Not we. We partner with Revival Fires, which is Tim Todd's ministry, and they're in West Monroe, Louisiana. So the number I'm giving you right now, which Fred gave just a moment ago, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it uh, again calls Revival Fire's offices in West Monroe. They pick up the phone. They take your order and your address, take you a couple of minutes, and that's and that's the end of that uh, call. So here's, how, here's the phone number, 800-733-4737, 800-733-4737. If you want to go on the Internet and look for this, it's 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 uh, truthforyouth.com. Truthforyouth.com. I think Tim said yesterday, Tim Todd said that uh, our partnership with, with him uh, and their ministry, uh, that is American Family Radio's partnership, has, uh, one, has given out 1.2 million Bibles. Mm-hmm since we started this 22 years ago. Yes. So, and, and they've gotten like 25,000 pledges, uh, well, written testimonies of how this Bible has changed a young person's life. Th- those are the ones they know about. Including, and we heard this yeah. testimony yesterday, the man who is now Tim Todd's pastor at his church in West Monroe. Do you have that? You have that. Uh, we'll get to Sandy in just a moment, uh, but uh, I, w- I want to play this again, okay? Because it's too. Good. Many of our listeners have already heard it, maybe a couple of times. But this, this is, this is. You know, if things happen sometimes, and you go, only God. Yes. The only explanation is God, right? Yes. yes. And I don't think Ray's heard this. You didn't, right? You didn't hear. Okay. No. Um, Brent is feverishly trying to find this testimony about the Truth for Youth Bible campaign. We have it now. All right, so listen to the, the remember Tim, Tim Todd is with us. He was with us yesterday. He's the person who start had the idea to start this. Listen to listen to this story. 
My name is Christopher Miller, and I have the honor of serving as the lead pastor here at the Assembly in West Monroe, Louisiana. 22 years ago, when the great leadership of American Family Radio partnered with Dr. Tim Todd for the very first National Truth for Youth Bible Week, I was a troubled freshman at Purvis High School in Purvis, Mississippi. One day during class, one of my football coaches walked into the classroom and walked directly to me. He placed on my desk a Truth for Youth Bible that he had received while listening to American Family Radio. He said to me, you need to read this, and simply exited the room. God used the strong witness of my coach, the Truth For Youth Bible, and American Family Radio at that time in my life as a seed in the process for me to come to a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the process of ultimately bringing me into the fullness of God's plan for my life to serve in the pastorate. Now, 22 years later, I have the privilege of pastoring Dr. Tim and Angie Todd and his precious family here at the assembly of which they have faithfully attended for more than 25 years. Through the work that God is accomplishing at the assembly, we're witnessing children, young people, and adults give their lives to Jesus Christ, being discipled and coming into the fullness of God's plan for their lives as well. Receiving a copy of the Truth For Youth Bible some 22 years ago played a strategic role in my life, thus in the lives of the many people that I am able to minister to today. I want to say a thank you. Thank you to the American Family Radio for partnering with Revival Fires International and with Dr. Tim Todd for the Truth For Youth Bible campaign. I also would like to offer a grateful thank you to Dr. Tim Todd personally, as well as a thank you to that coach from so many years ago at Purvis High School of giving me that Bible. My life in the lives of the people that I'm able to minister to, have been, are being, and will continue to be directly impacted as a result of receiving a copy of the Truth for Youth Bible. Ray, what do you think about that? Hey, that's the power of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, this is why we do this campaign. Yep. What an amazing, God-blessed story. Friends, there's power in God's word. You, you take it and you give it to a young man like that, and now he's pastoring <laughs> the church there in West Monroe. Only God, Tim, could right. put all that yeah. together. Right. That, you know what's amazing about this, too? I hope you caught this. All that coach did was take that Truth for Youth Bible and yep. put it on that student's desk and said, yep. you need to read this. Yep. That's all he did. <laughs> He yeah. didn't lecture the student. Right, right. He didn't sit down with him and right, say, "Go, right. let's go through your life story." Right. He just put it on his desk and said, "You need to read this." Look yeah. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's right. Only God. What are the chances? <laughs> this kid right. one day becomes the pastor of the guy who started the whole Truth for Youth Bible right. campaign, and they didn't even know each other. What a story. All right, you're listening to today's, we all have stories in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of us have multiple stories in our lives where you go, uh, that's, that is only explained by God's intervention. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other way. Mm-hmm. I could explain, I could tell you my story about having that car crash on the interstate a few years ago. That's right. And I'll, I'll do that once sometime, but uh, I should be dead. Should have been, should have been over for me it's his life on earth mm-hmm. but god miraculously prevented me from 
from passing away that night. All right, uh, but, but many of all of us have stories somewhere along yeah. life's way where we could say God intervened supernaturally oh, yeah. in some way to affect our lives, and it can only be explained by his uh, power. That's right. All right, uh, joining us now is Sandy Rios. Sandy is the host of Sandy Rios in the Morning on American Family Radio each weekday morning, and she's also a Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association. Therefore, she represents our ministry uh, in many ways in our nation's capital, and she joins us most Tuesdays when she is able to. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim, and everybody. Morning. Morning. Thanks for being on with us. Uh, we try to come up with something to talk to you about, Sandy. We, <laughs> we searched the news. Or Fred still, <laughs> trying to find something Nothing we could ask on. you about that you would have an opinion on. Uh, no. What is ask your, me about uh, dogs or sports, and you won't get an opinion. What? You're welcome to ask me about the two, two things. What, what is your uh, uh, reaction to what happened uh, at Mar-a-Lago? yesterday. You know, Tim, I, I, the th thing that struck me first was President Trump gave a really powerful speech in Dallas Saturday night. It really was powerful. I think it reminded a lot of us why we supported him, how winsome, how funny, and yet how profound he is, insightful, how much uh, on the side of the American people he is. And so um, he also talked about the deep state, and um, he said, you know, I, I have a great life. You know, I really, I live in luxury. He said, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. He said, you think they're after me. Well, they are, but they're really after you. And I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to stop this. And so then what? We have this raid uh, last night. I, I think that's pretty incredible. And so um, I think they're just scared to death of President Trump. Uh, he did poll so highly at the presidential poll at uh, CPAC, and the enthusiasm is just the same, if not more, than it was during the 2016 cycle. And I think uh, they're they're scared to death. All of their all of their efforts to make him the fool, uh, the danger. Oh, you should hear this clip I played this morning of Dick Cheney campaigning for his daughter, talking about how um, President Trump is the worst possible threat to democracy. Um, it's, it is just, it's a, it's a creepy actually clip from a man who used to be one of our leaders, a person who loved this country. Um, that's just, that's a little overstatement. He might hate him. He hates the way he treated the Bushes, but that he's not the, are you kidding me? Right. The greatest enemy to our country. You know, it's I just, just I just, uh, again, I mentioned this last half hour, like everybody else, just observing the news here and trying to absorb it. I just can't imagine President Trump having boxes, you know, in the unused bedroom down the hall <laughs> with incriminating evidence <laughs> of some, of some, uh, terrible crime. I just, anybody as smart as Donald Trump, you see his, uh, and he, he's a very intelligent fellow. I mean, look at his, what he's been able to accomplish financially in life, his businesses and everything. And he's gonna he's gonna have that destroyed, all right, uh, long ago. So I, I just I I guess we'll wait and see what they got. But they better come out. It seems to me in the next couple of days and tell us what they were looking for and what they have because this is an extremely serious situation. 
when you got uh, FBI agents with machine, what appears to be, I don't know, machine guns or some kind of high-powered weapons uh, camp in front of the entrance Mm -hmm. to a man's personal private residence who's the former president and may run again. Uh, it, that just, the, the, the visual there is of, of, uh, you know, of, uh, uh, t- trying to, a, a Democrat president and his administration trying to take out, not literally, but, uh, take out politically mm-hmm. and opponent his, his chief rival yeah. coming up. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, ahead. just to be clear, they, they keep talking about 15 boxes, but what they're not clear about is that there was uh, some contention between President Trump and the uh, Library of Congress over those boxes, but President Trump did release them. They're back. Yes, those yes. Those 15 boxes are He'd back. already and given so, those back. Yes. So That no, the National you know, Archives one is what I'm saying here, so it couldn't be that. Well, and when have you ever heard of a president, a past president, being uh you know, raided right. because the the Library of Congress librarian won some records. Right. I mean, really, this is like over the top. And I, uh, I, I would also say this is a really important point. You know, Christopher Ray just testified last week for the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. And um, I didn't get to watch it because I was at CPAC. But uh, my understanding is that he actually cut the interview short. When they asked him about, because he had to go on vacation in Colorado, he had to catch a plane. So he's telling the senators mm-hmm. he has to leave. Uh, and before that, they ask him about, you know, the fact that the Supreme Court justices in Virginia and Maryland are being threatened. The protesters are still there. There was an attempted assassination against Kavanaugh. And what what is the FBI doing? Where are you? Why aren't you doing something? What did something? he say? His response was that they, were, they had to pick and choose. You know, they had only so many agents and they have to be, you know, judicious in how they apportion those agents. So they can't protect the Supreme Court justices, but they can send, uh, now I've heard anywhere from 100 to 50, I don't know how many agents were at Mar-a-Lago to, because President Trump and his wife Melania are such a danger to the Republic. Uh, this is just, uh, I'm laughing because it's just horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. And um, I, Well, I, all this has done is galvanize support for President Trump. Because uh, I was, uh, if you believe, you know, I was read, hearing some comments or reading some of the message boards last night just out of curiosity from different news sites. And a lot of people were like, listen, I was kind of uh, on the fence about Trump 2024, but uh, after seeing what happened, I'm all, I'm going to vote for him. I'm going to support him. Go ahead. Question for you, Sandy. Okay. And I know you have the answer to this. <laughs> I why, hope so. Why, why do they hate this man? Um, Who, who's well, they? Democrats. The deep state? Mainstream media, deep state. Yeah. Why do they I hate mean, him? Because he has, from the very beginning, threatened the order of things. Uh, there is a statement that he makes at his inauguration speech uh, that I've pulled, played a couple of times that's really powerful. And he talks about how Washington has operated, has become a place where they, they work for themselves. They've established, these are my words, not his, they've established a, a fiefdom. They don't work for the American people. They don't care about you, he basically said to the crowd. But today, right here, that changes. I'm going to give the power back to you, the people. And uh, I'm telling you that in a nutshell. That was a gauntlet thrown down because he he almost, he did really, in many ways, in spite of his horrible uh, personnel Listen. choices, 
he did really dismantle much of the deep state. He really threatened them, and they went after him with a vengeance, and that includes the media. It's a game they play. Mm -hmm. It's a little dance. They've got it all worked out. Yeah, the media is in cahoots with the Democrat Party and with the deep state, uh, all this to to take down President Trump. And I'm I'm reminded of of James Comey sending the two FBI agents over to the White House to entrap General General Flynn. General Flynn. Mm -hmm. That was day one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys talk about the media. Huh? I, I'd like to play a little montage of how the media, mainstream media, reacted to this raid last night. Okay, can I take my blood pressure medicine before you do this? <laughs> sure. Go uh, ahead. I don't take blood pressure medicine, but this this happened last This is last night? Okay, this is go. last night. Cut go. seven. This gives me confidence that the Justice Department is really pursuing this thoroughly, objectively, uh, and in a non-political way. We're all going to remember being together on this night because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were. Obviously, as big as biggest stakes as you can have. Perhaps the orange jumpsuit is for is forthcoming. I think the national democratic reaction is hallelujah. This obsession, Ainsley, to prevent President Trump from running for re-election is overwhelming by the Democrats. They are afraid of this man. They are trying to tell American public, hey, we're going to tell you who you can vote for. They do not want Trump to run for office. That was Leo Terrell at the end there, explaining why the media is reacting this way. You know, Fred, I just saw just in my inbox a few minutes ago that a White House staffer now is uh, talking about how cheers broke out in the White House. Cheers broke out in the White House. You mean upon the FBI going to President Trump's residence? Yes, the Mar-a-Lago. That's what that clip was about, right? The Mar-a-Lago invasion? Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, Well, um, I'll tell you, be careful what you wish for, mm -hmm. because if President Trump is disqualified from running for office, you got Governor Ron DeSantis right there. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, but but I I understand what's going on here. But, again, Sandy, does the FBI have to – in other words, it seems to me they would want to come out with a press uh, conference today or tomorrow and do like James Comey did with his press conference in defense of Hillary Clinton. You know what I remember? You remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, yes, I do. Was, well, but remember Chris Ray's on vacation. He had to I, I leave. Care. You know, he was in a hurry last week. When, oh, no, he was so cavalier. He gave such horrible responses, according to people that I know and trust. Who listened to that? They said it was disgraceful. Irony, the irony is President Trump appointed Christopher Ray. Well, yes, because he had such great advice, like from uh, Cipollone, who was his chief legal counsel, who just testified against him at the J6 hearing. You know, he had great people inside the White House to tell him what he ought to do. How is he supposed to know? You know, and I would even say, you know, Chris Ray, we knew, my husband knew, that he was buddies with Comey. He was buddies with Mueller. They were, a, 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 they were an entourage. They'd done all kinds of things together. This was a terrible choice. But somebody in the White House told him it was a good choice, and how was he to know? In his defense, how was he to know? He's a businessman from New York. He doesn't know mm-hmm. government, the vastness of government, and all the, the games that they play. Boy, he knows now. And um, Well, okay. I agree with you. But President Trump does bear some responsibility for some of this. He was the one who got Jeff Sessions. He was the one who got Bill Barr. And if he was mad at them and they couldn't run the Justice Department, He's the one who hired them. Yeah. Well, I so think I, and they, and, then they, and then they oversee the FBI. So I, right. I'm, well, Jeff please Sessions. Don't throw things at the radio people. I'm just reminding <laughs> us that, that well, President no, Trump does bear looked, some responsibility on who's there right now. But you know what, Tim, I, I would have thought Jeff Sessions would have been a great uh, attorney general. I had no trouble with that choice. And well, Bill Barr, I, 
but Jeff just, I'm sorry, Senate, Senator Sessions just made a really bad choice. They, 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 oh, I, I they agree. Left. Yeah, I agree with you. Jeff Sessions is a is a is a honorable man who, yeah. who quite, quite frankly didn't deserve to be piled on like President Trump mm. did to him. No, but the left used his honor against him. And, they and knew Bill how Barr, to work him. Bill Barr did a very good job on many things, I thought, and, and yes. made, he made some great speeches. But he got into it with Trump there at the end. Too. Well, but he 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 ended up turning against Trump. Tim, he started doing terrible things when he came out. You know, you should hear this uh, clip that he made, an uh, uh, interview he did before uh, the, the actual uh, election of uh, 2020. And he talks about election fraud and all the chicanery and how concerned he is. And one, I think it's a CNN anchor who's really challenging right. him. He says, what are you talking about? This is, we've got trouble. Nothing's been sorted out. And then he flips. After the election, he flipped. And uh, you remember he said that he didn't have it. There was no reason to believe. None of, they'd reviewed the information. And there was no reason to believe there had been any kind of, of voter fraud well, that was not true. I guarantee you, he did not look at the information. I know people who were right. on the front lines of that. So I don't know what right. happened to Bill Barr. Right. I could just say that he's part of the deep state in the sense that his whole family is involved in these agencies. He's been there for years, and I think the deep state won over him. That's yeah. what I think happened. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, we're out of time for this segment. Thank, J Sandy, thank you for uh, being on with us this morning. And your health, can you say? I'm doing yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. I couldn't. I had so much energy at CPAC. We got so much done. I did yeah. 11 interviews with those fascinating people. Went to a reception for Viktor Orban, the president of Hungary, and got to got, get to know him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be playing those interviews throughout the week. Okay. I think people will really. And I was on a panel with the uh, on the stage with Carol Tobias, the president of National Right to Life, talking about life after Roe versus Wade yeah. in the United States. So it was a really full time, and it was very productive. And thank you for letting me go and represent. The American Family Association. Absolutely. Well, Sandy, uh, thank you for being on with us. We love you. We'll keep praying for your health. And, thank you. And uh, keep going. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it so much. All, All right. right, you guys. Bye-bye. Talk uh, to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. That's Sandy Energizer Bunny Rios <laughs> right there, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> joining us uh, on the program. Thank you. All right, so, uh, Chris, thank, thank you. you. And Fred and I will return with Steve Jordahl in a minute with Ray. And Ray, Ray's going to stay with us, and we'll talk to you folks in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.